Hey guys, it's Hello Waffle and we're back like we never left. Hello, welcome to Hello Waffle. Um, this is just going to be, you know, podcast. You know, we've done a little bit of rebranding. We used to do radio the last couple of months, but yeah, we're moving into the podcast world, um, you know, unfiltered, unrestricted, you know, just talking current issues, you know, things going on in our lives. Yeah, there's no limit to it. Uh, we're just going to hear, you know, having a conversation and you know, if we can plug, you know, a little bit of people on the side, you know, local artists, local talent, mm-hmm. then yeah, man, that's what we're here to do. So yeah, let's get into it. Okay, first uh, of all, I'm Detender. I'm Melissa. Yeah, and I'm Diolu. And this is Hello Waffle, as we said. And today we're talking, you know, well, we're talking what's going on in the world right now. You know, there's a lot, to be fair. And uh, we just want to get started on, you know, this whole kind of like Black Lives Matter that's mm-hmm. been, you know, been around practically the whole world yeah 100%. yeah the whole world has been affected yeah i, I mean, feel like giving yeah. a quick background story obviously with the whole george floyd thing we all saw the video if those that haven't i don't know where you've been living but yeah. anyway i don't know how you'd miss it but yeah george floyd obviously got killed by Derek chauvin i, I don't know how to pronounce his surname but yeah mm. who kneeled on his neck or on his body for eight minutes and 46 seconds, guys. Eight minutes and 46 seconds. I don't know what your initial reactions were when you first saw the video, but I was a bit traumatized when I first saw the video. I was just a bit like, whoa. But I remember just saying to my brother, like, I don't think anything's gonna happen. So given everything that's happened and the catalyst of that event to now, I think it's so crazy. I think it's really, really crazy. But yeah, what were your initial reactions when you saw the video of George Floyd? Um, I think me personally, uh, I didn't realise what I was seeing. Like, you know, you see, like, uh, bare videos on Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that. So I didn't clock that, bro, like, he died. It was until I was kept scrolling and I saw, like, on my TL and I saw other videos or other comments of people saying, like, oh, RIP George Floyd or, like, I can't believe they did this. And I was like, wow, okay, so I just watched someone get murdered. Like, I know that they, like online and uh, previous years, they, you, there's videos that uh, go viral where people are getting their heads chopped off and all this. But I've never personally searched it up and been like, yeah, I just want to see this happen to someone else. But it was just really on the TL, like, someone dying. Before, like, like, I was watching someone die. And I was that, I think that proper, um, in a sense, not traumatised, because that's probably too deep, but... It, it impacted me and you know after then there was like after that there was a couple more videos that I watched of um, the police with um, armed police pointing their guns like at this 21 year old and he was crying out like saying like don't don't shoot me don't kill me like I don't want to die I don't want to die and even other people getting shot and we're just seeing that like it's a bit mad I think it was, yeah it was it was very mad that was my reaction I don't know about Dioli yeah, I think for me, like, I kind of ignored it for a couple of days. So, you know, I saw people, you know, posting the hashtag, posting the video. And I kind of just kind of ignored it um, initially because when it comes to stuff like that, I can't really, I can't watch the videos first and foremost. Like, well, I did watch this one eventually, but normally I can't, you know, watch the videos. And then, um, yeah, because there's been, you know, such a big history around it, 
there's been so many that you know have kind of just been swept under the rug. I think that's why I, I ignored it because I thought this one would get swept under the rug as well. If that makes sense. Mm, that was um, the same with me, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I didn't want to get my my emotions too invested, just to be like, oh, you know, nothing's gonna happen. You know, police aren't gonna get charged. You know, it's just gonna be a few days of outrage, and then no actions or consequences are gonna come up come off it. Um, but I felt like because it just kept coming up in conversations that I had, and because I just kept seeing it, eventually I had yeah. to kind of like, you know, look into it and see, you know, what happened and yeah it was crazy like you know the whole facts around it the context around it counterfeit Eventually, money you know counterfeit yeah, money honestly That's like 20 dollars honestly and then and like, he had, yeah go ahead sorry go no no i was just gonna add that he had three people on his body like mm. with their kneeling on his body it wasn't just the neck it was the back and yeah. the legs. Like, it, it's a bit mad but sorry sorry to cut you off yeah so literally everything around it you know and then I think what got me like invested was when you know I started seeing you know Minnesota rioting. That's mm. when I was like, okay, yeah, this is yeah, this is serious. You get me? Like they're looking for you know real consequences because there was one three months ago where I don't know how many months ago it was, but um, yeah, it wasn't the police, but it was you know two white people you know running after a black guy and killing him in um, Ahmed, yeah, 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 yeah. and you know those people hadn't been arrested yet so I wasn't really trying to go down that route again if that makes sense um but seeing you know the protests and everything that happened kind of got me engaged again and yeah man it's just been a weird kind of like two three four weeks however long it's been since then mm, no I get you yeah. completely I mean, like, what's your reaction towards, like, some people are saying, like, okay, fair enough, it's, like, an American issue, but why is it spanning out to the UK? Why is, you know, Syria, you know, some people in Syria are rioting or whatever, like, do you think it should have had, like, a global effect or do you think it should have just been kind of minimised to America? Because that's what some people are countering this whole movement and what's going on, like, saying it's an American issue. What, what does the UK have to do with it? Fair enough, yeah. I mean, I think, like you know, the immediate kind of, like, impact is, you know, an American issue, like, you know, the way that, you know, police brutality is in America is, there's parallels between here in the UK, and there's parallels between, you know, um, I said here in the UK, the US and the UK, and there's parallels between the US and other nations, but I feel like, you know, the immediate impact in America, you know, the fact that they have guns, you know, the fact that they have their own history with the police, and, you know, the black communities there, um, is why it was so huge there but then yeah like in the uk we've had our own we had you know um i can't remember exact their exact names but um as of recent we've had shakri abdi we've had you know christopher capessa you know so there's, there's parallels and it was easy to see that you know if if one city or one state can influence a nation and it can also influence the world you get me and um yeah it was always going to happen where, you know, there are so many injustices that have kind of, um, you know, been apparent in, in the UK as well. So to see people coming out and protesting here, it was, it was always going to happen. It was just, you know, a matter of when. A matter of time. Yeah. Yeah. A matter of when and when. Yeah. Which is a bit crazy. I mean, 
we haven't really explained it, but does anybody want to explain or I can explain what Black Lives Matter actually is? Because I'm not going to name names, but, you know, people have asked me, like, you know, what's the point of Black Lives Matter? Shouldn't all lives matter? And we can see all over the TL or on feeds. And, you know, it gets to the point where it's like, are people choosing not to understand or people just have lack of knowledge? They don't understand what it is that people are trying to fight for. So, yeah, do you guys actually understand the, the meaning? Well, obviously, I know you're Black, but, like, do you understand the meaning behind the movement? Yeah, um, yeah, obviously, um, I think, maybe not think, because I understand the whole, oh, all lives matter, because all lives matter, but black lives matter is, like, all lives matter, yes, but all lives won't matter until black lives matter, and that's mm -hmm. where the whole movement started from, because, obviously, like you said, like Dioli said, there are parallels between the US and the UK, and the UK is not innocent at all, like, mm -hmm. the Stephen Lawrence case, like, was it 20 years ago? I don't even know Yeah, how 2003 or something. It was early 2000s, yeah. It was 1990s, yeah, uh, actually. Yeah. Yeah, actually, 1998. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so there's, there's been so many cases of racial profiling or just uh, systemic racism or systematic racism, however you want to say it. There's so many things that we've experienced here in the UK that people in America do experience as well. And I think the fact that we're all Black it's just like we get mm. it. Like if I share my story to Dioli or to Tender, they probably have had the same experiences as me in mm. terms of racism or discrimination, which is mm. quite shocking if you think about it. It's, it's not a surprise to us because we're ethnic minorities, but yeah. like it's shocking that our experiences actually kind of align because yeah. we've all lived in different areas and we've grew up in you know whichever way, different households, whatever. But yeah. So I think that's the whole Black Lives Matter thing because they we're just trying to push for racial equality. And I saw this yeah. um, um, this comment that someone said or like a banner on their, um, what's called, on the protest. And they said that um, people should be lucky that all we're asking for is equality and not revenge. Mm. And that is yeah. so true. Mad, I feel yeah. like, yeah, I feel like with everything that's happened within history and everything else, everything mm. that we've read about or even educated ourselves about, it's like we have the right to seek revenge we have the, mm. the right in a sense obviously we're all christians but we have that right in a sense to no, but we could retaliate yeah yeah we could retaliate and we're strong enough and we could actually when we unite we're even stronger to do mm. so but all mm. we want is equality and to be treated the same or get mm. the same opportunities as our counterparts and that's it and yeah mm. that's what i feel um the black lives matter movement is all about yeah, um, I completely agree. As in, I done a bit of research prior, and obviously, I'm, I, I'm keep going back to America because I feel like that's probably you know the hotspot of where it stemmed from. But um, like, yeah, the movement started like in 2013, but it even spanned a little bit before that. Obviously, the civil rights movements, but it was like a massive response to like Trayvon Martin. I think we all know that story about the young black innocent teenager that was killed by Zimmerman, and then Zimmerman basically got away with it. Like he got trialed, but nothing happened. And then obviously the George Floyd thing, that's basically just kind of spiraled things back up again. And the main core of Black Lives Matter is to basically, yeah, target against systematic racism and police brutality, because you can see quite evidently that black males and black females, but mainly black males are targeted two times or three times more than their white counterparts. And I feel like if people actually looked at the statistics, they'll understand what we're trying to you know, protest or what we're trying to fight for or whatever term you want to use. But it's just a shame that amidst everything that's happening and the protests that are going on, there's the looting and rioting. And that's what's now kind of catching the attention of the Black Lives Matter movement. 
And that's mm. kind of like, oh yeah, but you know, why are, you know, they fighting the police and I've seen so many yeah. things on the media and I'm just like, this is so like fabricated information. Like it's, it's just being taken completely out of context. And um, yeah. recently in a football match, I think um, after the minute silence or something like that, there was like an airplane. I can't remember which football teams were playing, was, but literally um, this week. Yes, City, um, Burnley, Manchester City versus Burnley. There we go. And yeah, you heard that the, there was a little helicopter or something that flew a banner right across the sky saying, all white lives matter to you, um, yeah, Burnley yeah. or something yeah, like yeah. that. And obviously, yeah, so some people are responding like, you know, I get it, like, you know, Black Lives Matter, but don't you think it's causing a division between White Lives Matter? Like, because some people feel a sense... I think the issue with the UK is that there's a sense of entitlement. So it's kind of like, okay, if Black people can say Black Lives Matter, then we can carry a badge saying White Lives Matter too. And, you know, there's that kind of... Yeah, and I think that's, that's, very, that's very much, like, lack of understanding. And you can tell people aren't trying to understand because... If you're trying to say like, but oh, what about us too? Like, what about white people and all this? Like, then you really we all see the same things and we all hear the, like see the same news, see the same um, newspaper titles, blah, blah, blah. like we see the same information, but you don't. They don't want to understand where we're coming from, and that's where that kind of comes from. I feel, and I think um, for me, I say thank God for social media, yeah, because even with this writing as well, because I thought it was very counterproductive, like in a sense of where we're trying to go go to or trying to achieve or whatever um, in terms of black people, equality and all that stuff. But um, I thank God for social media because um, even with the writing, people were like, people had video evidence to say like, black people didn't start this writing. It was like the first one in Minnesota was this white guy, like I think a police officer, he had a mask and he was like trying to break windows or spray paint and whatever. Um, um, these buildings, people were like, no, th these are white people trying to do it. And um, there was another riot, I forgot where it was, but it was like a white lady trying to start it up um, and all this other stuff. And people, that black people are coming trying to stop these people to be like, no, mm. this is not what we want, this is not what we want. And it, it shows like, they know what we're, they know what they're doing. They actually know what they're doing because they know that if they start it off, then people are going to follow it. Then the media can be like, oh, look, it's black people again. Look at what they're doing. They're destroying their own property and all this other mm. stuff. It's just, again, a sense mm. of like trying to target us or trying to um, create a narrative over black people, which isn't necessarily what we're trying to actually do. But yeah. And mm. I think on top of that as well, it's like, I don't know, it's very interesting. You know, obviously the riots are taking place at a time that we're experiencing like a global pandemic. And you know, within that, there was also that fear like, oh, you know, if people are protesting, you know, the mean, that means the pandemic is going to spiral out of control. But it's like people have been going to the beaches before, like, you know. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's, it's just one of those. It's a shame that people don't educate themselves more and they don't just use the news as their outlet of information. So it's kind of mm. like when you see something on a show, people base everything off of that. And it's like, but, you know, you can't, that doesn't always hold full credibility, you know. So. Even the news is very tainted, though. It's very, they skewer so many different images and yeah. narratives. But I feel like this time around, not going to lie, I, will, I, will, um, I don't watch the news that much. I get most of my information on online or on social media or whatever. But, like, when I did watch the news, like, not going to lie, I feel like they've been very careful in the, um, the narrative that they're trying to push. Because now yeah. it's, everything is very sensitive. Like, if 
brands and companies don't promote Black Lives Matter, everyone's mm. on them and saying like, okay, why, why are these people not yeah, doing why not? it? Let's cancel yeah. this person and that person. So I feel like the media has been very careful in what kind of narrative that they're trying to push. And then I think, I think that's like another topic where it's like, mm. hold up. Is this real kind of change or is it kind of like just saving yourself? Because why did it take, you know, George Floyd, George Floyd dying for them to be like, oh, hold up. You know, systematic racism is real. We're not doing enough and we need to kind of like, you know, do more. Because, you know, Breonna Taylor died, you know, Ahmed Aubrey died, you know, Tamir mm. Rice died, Sarah, uh, Sandra Bland. Yeah. Okay literally like Sandra Bland died you know Trayvon died Eric Garner died you get me like yeah and these were these were ones that were also you know recorded on camera we saw the footage you know we we saw this stuff you get me there are reports there are statistics there are journals articles all about you know Mm -hmm. systematic racism police brutality you know black people have been talking you get me men women we have been saying this is real this happens so why did it take another death to be like oh hold up as a corporation we're not doing enough yeah but isn't it like the greatest changes especially like in america have only actually ever resulted through rioting and everything like that Mm. and i feel like because of the level playing field like it wasn't just america that rioted it was like an international global affair and i feel like it's sad to say that I do believe that some corporations, yeah, they're probably just trying to be like, okay, cool, we need to jump on this wave, you know, and kind of, you know, just say it for the sake of saying it. But at but, the same time, I feel like there was a need to respond because given the gravity of how many people were calling for justice and mm-hmm. numbers sadly do do play a factor. You know, I, I, I believe that maybe if it was just a small minority or just black people or ethnic minorities screaming, oh, you know, this is wrong. Would we have seen the same change? I don't know. But, you know, you see white people, you see Asians, you see so many other people now joining into this discussion that, you know, it was like a massive catalyst. Change Mm -hmm. had to... Yeah. I don't know. Change is like a subjective word. I don't know how change is going to look like, but something, there had to be a response, to say the least. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I agree with what Tidin was saying. I think it's because now that our counterparts, like other ethnic minority groups and white people, that's not right. It's probably because they're now involved and like are like you know not leading it but like are in the same kind of wavelength some of them are trying to educate themselves or understand whatever it's now like now we're a bigger group it means a like there's a bit more force behind it or a bit more pressure to actually than rather than you know staying quiet because really and truly it feels just black people were such a minority that obviously africa were the majority but in these countries in the USA and the UK were very, were very, very, there's not a lot of us like in the UK for us Mm -hmm. to actually make that much of an impact for businesses to be like, yeah, yeah, we're going to change. Unless Mm. it's um, businesses directed towards like our markets. But other than Mm. that, no. Other than that, Mm. no. So it's been really crazy. Yeah, sorry, Diolo, continue. No, I was just going to say, you know, I agree with, you know, both of the points. and I agree with the idea that, you know, you know, we are a minority and just our voice alone isn't going to be enough to kind of like shape this sort of drive for equality and this drive against discrimination. So we do need like, you know, white people as, you know, allies as well. But at the same time, 
I'm still trying to figure out, you know, why is it now that, you know, those, a lot of white people have mm. kind of seen that, you know, there is a problem, like, why did it, because yeah. we it like so people, people were protesting, people were doing all this stuff, like, why mm. is it that, you know, when a police station gets lit on fire, or, you know, when there are riots, or when there are, you know, things going on, that it's like, oh, hold up, we actually have to change, like, we actually have to do something. That, I don't know. Me, me personally, I don't know. Mm. I mean, that's like an individual basis question, you know. I guess some people, you know, I guess, I don't know. Is there, like, credibility, I guess, with the, with the video? I don't know. I just feel like something yeah. definitely struck people's heartstring or something. I don't know. Which, obviously, should have happened a long time ago. But yeah. I don't know. I guess it, there's also a part of me that's like, you know, as much as I would have wanted it to happen earlier, it's better now than you know later like we can't keep having these same things happening yeah. over and over again though you know obviously there's a part of you that's thinking hmm is you know is change actually gonna happen i don't quite know i mm. think I, I think change is gonna take a lot more time i don't think it's gonna happen soon not gonna lie but that's just i don't know whether that's very uh, what's, the, what's the opposite of optimistic? Pessimistic. Pessimistic. Pessimistic, yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know if that's... Not yeah, optimistic. I don't know if that's very pessimistic of me, but I just feel like it's going to take a long time. I'm not going to lie. And I, I agree with what you said before, like, oh, changes actually only happen when we write it. But I feel like we need to write it away from our like neighborhoods and oh, into, the neighborhoods, into the neighborhoods that have money like that like mm. have these big people yeah. in it and then yeah. you know that's when they will wake up and be like oh right yeah. like mm. like our area is affected you know? yeah. yeah i mean yeah. talking about talking about protesting or maybe not so much writing i mean jody you're in london so that one's already kind of answered but melissa there was um protesting in ashford did you go did you were you happy to see that? Because I, I initially, when I heard protesting, I was like, it's not going to touch Kent. Kent is going to be, you know, Kent, there's nothing that happens here. You know, we're like, if you think you're a minority in London, we're even like a smaller fraction in Kent. Yeah. But yeah, I yeah. wanted to see your take on that. Because I found um, out there were also protests here as well. Yeah, no, um, I think the protests that you're mentioning, shout out to Fenny. Uh, no, yeah, even Fenny. prior. I know, I know, yeah, even prior to that as well. Oh, I didn't know about protesting happening in Ashford okay. prior to Funny Thing. But Funny Thing, I think that was more so, it was a protest, but I think it was more so like for video, like he wanted to do like a video shoot type thing. And mm. unfortunately, I didn't go to that. Mm. Um, but yeah, apparently the turnout, and I've seen the pictures, it was actually really good. But it's very encouraging to see it or see, know that your own people around you are the ones like leading it and doing it. But prior to that, I, I had no... Um, you know, knowledge of anything happening in um Ashford because even myself I was thinking like oh well, like nothing's happened yeah right. cool so when I saw finishing I was like oh good on that yeah go on and I, I didn't get to go to the ones in London because first of all social distancing and then secondly um I had <laughs> social assignments distancing. yeah I had assignments store so I couldn't I couldn't go to yeah, I, I shout out where where uni graduates, by the way. Woo-hoo. Come on, come on, on a lighter note. 
Um, but yeah, no, what's it called? Um, I went to the London protests, which were really good. Um, my brother kind of convinced me to go to that. Well, not too much convincing. But I heard that there were protests as well in Maidstone. But the thing is, there was no like advertisement about it. So I was really sad to miss that one. But I just wanted to see your take. And Dioli, did you go to the protests in London? or? Uh, no. It's a shame because I, I feel like, oh, obviously, like I said, I had uh, um, assignments in the whole time, so I couldn't really, even if I, like, I wanted to go, to, especially to the London one, um, because, yeah, I could have gotten a ride there and stuff and masks and gloves or whatever, I had that, mm. but it was just like the timing wasn't really that great, but I just felt like at home, when I was at home, because I just felt, in this time anyway, I felt very much overwhelmed. Cause I was just there and I was just like, rah, what am I doing to change? Like for this, to help this change? What mm-hmm. is it that I'm doing? Yeah, fair enough. I'm lacking a few posts and I'm reposting Blackout and Tuesday. all this. I'm signing out, I'm signing petitions and stuff. Even, you know, donated to a couple of the petitions and I found out that they don't really mean anything in the UK, but that's okay. Yeah, they just circulate, yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> it's okay. But yeah, like I've done that, but I was like, as me, as a person of, like, as a black woman, what am I doing to promote change? Or how am I helping? And I just felt very much overwhelmed because I felt, I felt paralyzed. I felt like I couldn't do anything, like really and truly, like, what could I do? Even I was like to my dad, like, Oh, I might just put a black eyes matter in the window, <laughs> like in the window, so that when our neighbours come, they drive past and they see it. And then my dad's right now, just leave it. And I was like, okay. Mm. But even even with that, like you're you're you know you're you're black, like your skin tone, you you embody Black Lives Matter. So it's kind of like this woman at my workplace was asking me, oh, would you wear a badge? Would you wear a T-shirt at work? And I was like, why do I need to? One, I'm the only black person at my workplace, and two, do you know what I mean? Like I embody the whole meaning, like you know what I mean. Mm. So do I need to make it explicit um, per se? Because um, I haven't seen any banners going on around the Maidstone Kent, not one. But anyway, that's a topic for another day. Mm. Yeah, I think I think for me, like that's why I don't have such a big issue when it comes to like riots and stuff like that. Because I feel like everybody has a place within this sort of you know drive for change or you know drive for you know, a revolution, you get me, like, you know, some people will want to do it peacefully, some people want to riot, you get me, some people, you know, won't turn up to any of that sort of kind of, like, large gatherings, I think, you know, the conversations that I've had, like, those corporations or the sorts of, you know, big brands and stuff, you know, it's, you know, we've seen what's happened, and, you know, they've kind of, like, said what they're going to do and stuff like that, but over time, you know, they might not have the same interest, you know, that we sort of have because it's a it's a it's a life thing. Like we're gonna face racism, you know, in the workplace. We're gonna face racism, you know, everywhere we go. You get me? So, you know, the little that we do, you know, it's always a fight. You get me? Like I don't think anybody should kind of like downplay their contribution. Yes, we can do more, and I feel like you know, from the conversations that I've had, you know, there's so many more things that I can be doing, you know, in terms of like volunteering, you know, maybe starting my own group, you know, there's such such more that I can be, so much more that I can be doing, you know, mm. donating this, that, the other, but I don't think anybody should sort of downplay the little yeah, contribution they that they do have, yeah. And even the platform that you do have on Instagram, you know, 
like okay it hasn't been a lot but even like one two people like commented and been like oh like i didn't know about this i'm gonna look into it you know we're kind mm. of like educating whatever little platform that we do have and same with you diolu i feel like you know going to certain talks um like my brother goes to this like pan-africanism this was prior to the pandemic i don't know if you guys have heard about it but they talk about everything related about africa and how we can you know what we're doing here can have like a positive influence in Africa and different parts. Obviously Africa is not a country, it's a continent. So, you know, I'm not trying to mm-hmm. make it too vague, but yeah, things like that. Like I'd never thought about going to things like that just to be around other like-minded people that are woke because some people have been having these discussions prior. Do you know what I mean? Like actually yeah. in-depth, in-depth discussions talking about mental well-being in males, like, you know, African males and females and so many things that we need to unravel within ourselves. Um, as a community because yeah melissa you said that you know together we're stronger so that's really the ethos that they're trying to encourage and push so yeah 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 because because, you know at the end of the day like you know police brutality is at the forefront now but it's just one part of you know white supremacy you get me Mm -hmm. there's all sorts of things underneath it there's you know mm-hmm. colorism you know there's all that sort of stuff and you get me and yeah you know we have these yeah. discussions we've been having these discussions you get me you know there are people you know working to kind of educate and change people's minds you get me and i feel like after this like there's going to be a lot more um between you know black people as a community i can't really talk for what non-black people are going to do because mm-hmm. you know hopefully they will kind of like go on and push further to kind of you know fight for equality for us but at the same time it's not their priority for us it's going to always be a priority because we live it every day you get me yeah um so yeah like i just i think the main thing to take out of this is just to kind of like do what you can in your own sort of sphere of influence if that makes sense yeah i get you even with that um, conversations I've had with a couple of people, like it's even interesting to hear what like brown people face, like Asians face, and the the way that they face discriminations in their own countries and in here as well. And I think, like you said, like um, it's encouraging what you guys have said, but it is it is very important to like proper have conversations with the people around us, to so that we can all get gain understanding, not just obviously. As black people, yes, but then talking to other ethnic minorities and then even hearing what white people have to say and like just, you know, swapping experiences and all this other stuff to kind of understand each other a bit better. And yeah. I don't need to know what they said. If it came from them, it's hella waffle. But anyway, off topic, but still kind of on topic. Have you guys seen the X Factor? Um, Nisha B, her experience as yeah. director, and Elite, um, I was about to say Alicia Keys, but my bad, uh, Alexandra Alicia Burke. Burke. Yeah. No, 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 Alexandra Burke. I didn't see that Alexandra Burke one, but I saw Nisha B. Yeah, what do you guys think about that? Alexandra Burke. Oh, yeah, what do you guys think of that? Jolie, you want to take it away? I haven't yeah. seen a lot, so I, I kind of um, need to jump off of. Yeah, I mean, I didn't see her, her live because I know she jumped on live and kind of explained the whole situation but you know if you watch X Factor you know what <laughs> happens you know between Talisa and you should be like yeah I remember watching it all those years ago and being like you know this is tense this is awkward like what was their issue what happened between them two 
I don't know. So I feel like it was it was behind the scenes, but I can remember Talisa calling out Misha B for kind of being publicly. Yeah, yeah, yeah for being I don't know. I guess arrogant. It all it kind of went into that sort of angry black women kind of stereotype. I it was like. Talisa oh. and um, Louis as well. Yeah, Louis as well. Louis he, said, as well. Yeah, he said that you're good, but you're very co- yeah overly. You might be overly confident. Yeah. Wow. Really? Exactly. So maybe not the angry black woman stereotype, but it went into sort of like kind of like downplaying Misha B as, you know, a person kind of a thing. Um, yeah. And, you know, she's come on to say that, you know, that affected her for the rest of, you know, her sort of career. And, mm. you know, it's sort of playing into that. I want to say white woman fragility, but, you know, there's probably a better word for it. Um, but yeah, she's just kind of said, you know, there was a lot of trauma and a lot of stuff that you know she's kind of gone through over the years as a result of you know that incident yeah she said uh, i watched like half of the um her live video because i think she, she had it on her insta school, like uh yeah. Yeah. whatever yeah um she posted it so i watched like half of it and it was kind of sad because she she said like after that experience she felt like t- like to take her own life she had suicidal thoughts really? after the whole right. experience yeah because um apparently though she was explaining that there was a few like if like recurring not recurring events but there was a few things that happened and then talisa said what she said and then yeah so it just kind of added up to it so like um one girl uh i forgot her name but she was saying she told other people that we should be the same stuff about them and their performance I think Sammy, she was like an older woman in like the over 40s category. Is it over 40s category? I don't know. The older category. Yeah, yeah. Is that in that? She was a woman in that like older category. And Misha B was close with her. And then this girl told that woman, like, oh, um, Misha B said your performance wasn't that great. And like, it was like, it was basically like this woman was trying to. Uh, start something stir something yeah or like bully her or like kind of demean her a bit and then you should be said she like kept quiet she told kelly Rowland a couple of times like this was going on kelly Rowland was like yo just keep focused and she prayed for her which made me like i was like oh kelly like kelly baby yeah but it was just very interesting and then um apparently some girls told like little mix because i say me a little mix is there told them like misha b was saying nasty things about them and then they cried and whatever so Talisa came back um and did a insta live as well to kind of react to what Misha B was saying and in her live it was just she basically rejected everything that she was saying and she was saying uh Talisa was saying that um Misha B basically like um she had heard like that Misha B had made her contestants cry a couple of times and mm. stuff like that. So it wasn't racially motivated. And Talisa was saying that she's grown up with her all, she was the only white girl in a black group. And um, uh, yeah, and that her dad lived in Congo and stuff like that. It was just, it was, there was no kind of apology. I think the only time she apologized, she's like, oh, I'm sorry if I, you know, added to her whatever bad experience or whatever. But she was basically saying that she had reasons for doing what she did, but she's learned from them because obviously she was younger and she probably should have had, should have handled it like that. But yeah, she said that it wasn't racially motivated, but I don't know. I don't know. It was a bit weird because I don't know what to think of that whole X Factor experience because I can kind of see that something could 
be a bit tapped with X Factor. But I didn't know, like, I don't know. And then for Alexandra Burke to come back and be like, oh, this is my experience, not just with X Factor, but with the industry yeah. and how she's been treated. I was like, yeah, this has definitely got backing. Like, it definitely makes sense. Like, what Misha B was saying makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Even one of the girls from Little Mix, uh, the, yeah, I don't know her name. I'd have to search it up. But she, I think she's come out saying, you know, this is my experience of being the only black girl or mixed race girl in the, in the yeah. group. Yeah. So, yeah. So some people are being like, oh, you know, you're just jumping on the George Floyd bandwagon and you're talking about racism now. You should have said it a long time ago. What's your response to that? Do you think there should be a time limit when you say this? I don't Obviously, think there should yeah. be a, I don't think there should be a time limit, limit at all. Because you never know, like, you never know the pressures that these people are facing, especially in the music industry. They can mm. easily get blackballed or blacklisted. Sorry, that's probably the right word. Um, they can easily get blacklisted, and then what? What jobs have you got then for yourself? Even Alexandra Burke said that um, she would have left music a long time ago if she didn't love it so much. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, to like that's actually mad. And even she was saying um, Alexandra Burke tried to say no, not said sorry, not tried to say sorry. She said that they tried to. Um, portray her to be the angry black girl, the aggressive black girl, or the diva. Really? Oh, yeah, the oh, diva. diva. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's like, that's just like, yo, like, this has happened to too many black women. Like, when are people going to learn? And there shouldn't be, there shouldn't be um, a time limit or people to be like, oh, yeah. you should have said this earlier. Because, no, you never know what people, like, people might be scared to come out or exactly. to say certain things. Because, really, mm. truly, you might not have a foot in, in the industry. Um, as much as you want to or whatever or like your industry could I mean your career could just end like that if you say the wrong thing or if you move the wrong way yeah no 100% and I think yeah people deal with things differently so you know what may affect someone now you know they might talk about it five years from now and that's you know what I mean everyone's justified with their emotions or sometimes people clock like later like wow this is actually what happened to me like like, (laughs) yeah yeah, let's say with trauma some people don't um, don't realize that they experience trauma until way later on in life mm. like something triggers them and mm. it's like raw okay yeah mm. this wasn't right that's this is what happened to me this wasn't right percent. leading on from that in response to people that have spoken out um <laughs> sorry um i forgot how to pronounce his name but um there's a famous NFL player. He's no longer an NFL player now. I think he's doing like Colin, some charity initiative. Yeah, Colin, Colin Kaepernick. Kaepernick. Yeah. Kaepernick. What do you think about the Ka- Kaepernick? I think. Um, yeah, Kaepernick. He took a. He refused to take a stand for the U.S. Um, national anthem. And mm. first of all, he started off by sitting on the bench, and then next he thought, you know what, this is not doing it. I'm gonna take a kneel. Mm. Um, yeah. What do you guys think about that? Obviously, that happened in 2016. I remember seeing it, and I just thought, whoa, okay. Yeah. Um, and obviously he faced the repercussions of being, I guess, blacklisted, if that's what people call it. Yeah. Not being offered a job and everything like that. Yeah. And that's the thing with um, the NFL is one of those sorts of corporations that have come out and said, oh, hold up. We got it wrong. You get me? We got it wrong. We got to be doing better for black lives, for black people. Yeah, they do the Black Lives Matter thing. Yeah. And for me, it just feels so fake. It feels so yeah. fake because Colin, you know, he came out and he, he kneeled. He sat on the bench, like you said. And then they said, okay, don't sit on the bench, kneel. And then he kneeled. And from then, his career has just kind of just 
gone down, if that makes sense. His NFL career has just not been the same. And for me, for that apology to be authentic, like, you got to give him a job back and you got to compensate yeah. him. Like, mm, I think so too. those words just feel so, I don't know, flat. It just falls so flat. And even now it's like, I don't know. I don't know if you heard about Drew Brees. Um, he's another um, NFL player. He came out mm. and said, you know, I understand what's going on and I understand, you know, the injustices and everything. But, you know, when somebody kneels for the flag, it's just so disrespectful. He kind of, I'm paraphrasing, he didn't say it in those words exactly. Yeah. Um, but he caught a lot of backlash like two weeks ago. Um, and it's like, they still don't understand that, you know, we're not protesting the flag. We're not protesting, you know, your anthem or whatever. We're protesting the injustices and, you know, oh, everything that's going on. You get me? Like, yeah. And then, you know, black people have come out to say, you know, you know, our parents also fought in your wars. You get me? Like, our grandparents also yeah. fought for this land. Like, yeah, it means a lot to us, but we're not included. Until we're included in that sort of space where we can feel, you know, we're equal, we're going we're gonna to kneel that makes mm. sense and for me like for there to be so many black NFL players in your league and for you to kind of like just dismiss their voice dismiss, dismiss yeah. you know Nick and dismiss you know after all he kind of went through for you know his organization and you know just the NFL in general I don't know for them to come out and just make that statement just feels so fake to me yeah that's the issue it's kind of like reassuring in the sense you're like oh finally but at the same time it's like but why now and yeah i think there's also this issue that you know nfl players they can't speak about politics there's been a lot of like you know news reporters being like oh i think lebron um james was told by like a news reporter to shut up and dribble like these kind of connotations and to stick to sports mm. and i feel like yeah. that's the issue we shouldn't limit people just because you know i'm in a certain you know creative or whatever industry doesn't mean i'm not woke or i'm not you know i'm yeah. not enlightening myself with you know what's going on in the world or even politics you know and i think that's so yeah. disrespectful they have every right to talk about their experiences and to talk about the issues there you know mm-hmm. and do you know that's what's crazy. funny about what you just said like like there was a female there was a woman reporter i think on fox who said you know lebron should stick in his place she shouldn't talk about politics yeah, this, that, the other. yeah and then for when drew Brees came out the other day to say you know what he said about the flag and you know how his parents you know fought in the army when he got all that backlash um from our community you know she came out and said well you know drew Brees can have his own opinion you know you should be able to talk about what he believes in and it's like can you not see the it's a double right standard like, yeah make up your mind man 100 percent. this is a double standard Honestly. but deeper yeah they need us mm. these men need us in sport in entertainment what? all this other stuff that we provide we provide like society with a lot of talents like mm. when they quote they culturally, appro- culturally appropriate our cultures, mm-hmm. but we gave them that. Like, if we just take it all back, what is it that you'll have? Yeah. Because sport, sport, not gonna lie, won't be as good because we probably have the best players out there. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And entertainment, you know, music, music is a key part. It would, it wouldn't bang as much. Not gonna lie, it's flavor. Be, yeah. It wouldn't be that great. Like, you know, like Elvis Presley. I was reading the article. Um, Elvis Presley, he wasn't the king of rock and roll that everyone said. It started from a black something like that. It started from him and then took it 
and then you know Elvis Presley Molded blew it, up. Yeah. yeah, Elvis Presley blew up, and that's happened with the wasn't it with the Beatles as well? Mm-hmm. Um, their way of doing things that was like from a black. Oh, I I need to know names, but yeah, that was from a black artist as well, and it's just like. So many things are taken from us, but if we take it all back, if we say like, no, we won't play football, we won't play in, in the NFL, we won't play basketball until this and that happens, the industry will probably go downhill. What? It'll be very interesting if they, yeah, they done that. But yeah, obviously people are also trying to protect their own pockets, but it's kind of like to what degree? And there's always that fear that, you know, but then again, we make a small percentage, but at the same time, we're in some of the the kind of most needed sectors. So take, for instance, the health sector. How many, you know, through this pandemic, it's like, you know, black BAME people are more likely to be affected because we're the frontline workers. Most of us are the emergency key workers and the mm-hmm. drivers, the nurses, the healthcare assistants. So yeah. it would be very interesting if people were to just boycott And they're it. trying to tell us that we should take the vaccine first. No way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. No you know. I, thought, I thought that was joking, you know. I thought that was a joke. No, they're, they're serious. Because, yeah, there was people in Italy that came out and said people in Africa should get the vaccine. I can't remember what God they said, forbid. but they, it was so much backlash because the way they said it, it was racist. It was very much racist. It's like yeah. they were trying to test it on the Africans yeah. and then bring it to the world. But Africa was the least um, affected like continent yeah. with what? the coronavirus. So why would you test it on the least? What? And then in the UK, no, and then in the UK, they announced, like, was it last week or the week before, that they're going to offer the BAME community first, like the vaccine first? Why? No. We don't want it. We don't, we don't want it. <laughs> in, like I, I don't understand that because if you saw the backlash with the, what they did with the, um, uh, Africa, why would they then be like the UK be like, oh yeah, we're gonna offer the bank community. I understand. Fair enough. We've been we've been the most affected community in the UK, but bro, test it on other people. Yeah, honestly. just say it's open and free to all. Those that, you know, feel that they want to, yeah, try it as opposed yeah, to... Yeah, because it's then, it's like you're trying to stay here. It's a nicer way to test it on us. It's like a nicer way of putting it. Like, yeah, yeah you guys are It comes back to the whole idea of, you know, black lives not mattering. You get me? Like, like I said, police brutality is at the forefront, but, you know, that's just another way to say, you know, black bodies aren't as valued as you know, our lighter counterparts. As long as they don't make a mandatory prescription, um, I think, you know, it'll be yeah, fine. Like, imagine. Yeah, imagine. <laughs> then we'll be like, eh, no. Yeah. Yeah, no, thank you, no, thank you, no, thank you. But no, I mean, just concluding on the whole Black Lives Matter movement, yeah, like we've just said, I think, yeah, it's like an ongoing discussion, ongoing thing in our own individual spaces, calling out racism for what it is with what? Our, ourselves, our white counterparts, our Asian counterparts, exclusively when you see at workplaces where you see at job centers you know it's about calling it out for what it is i've never understood why people like anyway, i'm not trying to go too much into personal experiences but you know there's a personal experience that i had of racism at a workplace and the people that i was working with they knew what this woman was capable of and she had said racist remarks prior and all they done was just said oh you know you shouldn't say that that's not really goods you know so when that when tender comes don't say it and then she ended up saying it to me and my thing was why wouldn't you report it for what it was there and then like you should call out racism for what it is when it happens why do you have to wait for for like a guinea pig or someone to come along and be like oh yeah it happened now so i don't know that's always been my issue like 
people need to call out racism for what it is when it's there. Don't wait for it to become a bigger catalyst or a bigger issue than it already was. Yeah, yeah. But yeah I agree. That's I my agree. final remarks, yeah. Yeah, I agree with what you said. And I think sometimes I have an issue with calling things out because sometimes something happens or someone says something and I'm like, it doesn't sit right with my spirit, but I can't necessarily <laughs> point out why, but it doesn't sit right. But yeah, I think, yeah, like you said, we all need to just start speaking out. Um, yeah. when you see things or hear things damn do you know what you just came across you just came across hello waffle sit back and enjoy on a lighter note mm-hmm. Jolie, what do you think about the insecure finale or just the season that's just gone season four i think yeah season four um now nah, this season was really good uh i feel like the let the the last three four episodes i really enjoyed i know some people had an issue with the finale itself um, yeah kind of it was like mm, anti-climatic but what's a like a brief summary of the the program for those that haven't watched it oh, insecure insecure is um i don't know it's just relatable it's just it's just um, very much relatable yeah it's just all right um you got isa and then you got you know, her friends or her group, you know, Molly, Tiffany, um, Kelly. And it's just kind of like them living their lives, you know, in their 20, I don't know if they're in their 20s, they might be in their 30s or whatever. Um, but yeah, just living their lives in um, LA. And then you've got, you know, her relationship with Lawrence and, you know, how that kind of progresses and goes on. And yeah, so like we're on season four now and, you know, Issa's kind of trying to, get things going for her in terms of like trying to do a block party yeah Yeah, trying to trying to kind of like progress as a as a person and um you got the other people around her in terms of Lawrence you know finally getting things going on for him in terms of his job and stuff like that and then you know there's there's tension between Issa and Molly this season in their friendship yikes Um, which one are you Issa or Molly you know what yeah a lot of people (laughs) We're trying to get rid of Molly. A lot of people were, 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 were hating Molly this season, but I feel like there's issues on both sides, both sides yeah. of, of the friendship. I yeah, feel like yeah, yeah. Communication is a big issue between them, um, 100%. And then um, also, like, there was times where you could see both of them weren't really that interested in kind of trying to fix it. You get me? Yeah. At the end, Molly definitely wasn't end. interested. Like not at all. She Molly did that text, did and I was like, "No, yeah, that was shady." That was hella um, shady. Um, but yeah, I feel like both of them have their own issues that they kind of need to work on, and it's mad because at the end they come back together. But it's like, you guys are not coming back together because you want to fix the relationship. You're you're coming back together because all your other relationships are not going how you want. Going, yeah. yeah, and it's kind of like a trauma bond, trauma bond where it's like. You're only together because well, the foundation ahead. was no. The foundation was a real genuine friendship. Though. Yeah, like, definitely. They were, definitely. They were besties. Like they still are technically. But definitely, yeah. but I feel like you can't continue. I don't know. I feel like you can't. They need to grow out of this sort of friendship where it looks like they're coming back together because nothing is going. Not nothing, but <laughs> their uh, their other relationships are not going well. If that makes sense. Yeah, I get you. I feel I like they, they want they should be friends because they want to be friends, not because 
they ain't got no one else to talk to. They ain't got no. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I think me personally, I'm probably on Issa's side, not going to lie. Like, I can understand why Molly felt a bit distant from Issa at the beginning. But yeah. then Molly, when she refused to help her out of the asking Andrew or like the artist, yeah. that's when it went downhill because it's like, okay, cool, but really and truly, that's your friend. Yeah. So you don't want to ask your man something because... Yeah. Like, the reason why it's just not solid. And then, what's called the fact that... Uh, hold on, let me also say that. <laughs> why are you using me as a judgment, guys? I'm just... Anyway, Because uh, you ain't seen it, you get me. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, let's say... I don't know. Like, your friend's in a relationship with someone, yeah? Mm-hmm. And then, like, the person that they're in a relationship can sort of help you in your career. Like, you need a favour from them. Would you yeah. ask your friend who's in a relationship with that you know, her man, like, would you ask her to ask her man to help you out? Yeah. 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 And so if, would you... Hold on. If she says no, <laughs> but you knew somebody else that knew her man, would you go behind her back to kind of get that favour? What's her reason <laughs> to say no? I, because, yeah, why not? Her reason was she's kind of so taking we, this guy serious and she doesn't want to kind of this is the like, longest relationship oh, yeah. Yeah. so she doesn't want to ruin it she yeah. doesn't want to ruin it by asking a favour from him yeah uh, but she knew you were struggling but she knew, she knew you were struggling, struggling. yeah I'll be disappointed and I think I would ask that other friend just like oh you know can you just put a word in yeah, yeah. I don't think that's shady per se because I'm trying to also fend for myself and surely your friend should want to see the best for you Words. yeah so i think that'd be, yeah, you... that's my initial reaction um you... i can see why molly was annoyed because i've said no so don't go behind my back and you know go and get it another way but at the same time like her man still just asking it you get me just ask. yeah You're struggling if You're he struggling, says no yeah. he says no like yeah. Yeah, me like. No, even the thing was, yeah, even her man, uh, Molly's man was like, Oh, but how come you didn't ask me? Yeah. So it's like, if your man oh. doesn't think it's an issue, yeah. But then you think it's an issue, like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. And even him, like, I feel like he kind of like knew that she probably asked Molly first, but he didn't want to bring it up. It's only when, <laughs> like, he got caught that he was like, Oh, yeah. She, yeah, she, like she kind of asked for this favor. Yeah, she asked. <laughs> yeah. And, but he was like, "Oh, you know, I thought that he should." Uh, Molly was like, "Oh, but why did you do it?" And um, he was like, "Oh, but that's your friend. I thought you'd want me to help your friend." Yeah, words. That's when it's like, "Oh, it's okay. yeah, words. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit awkward. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's a bit awkward. I don't know. I really love Molly and um, Molly and Issa's relationship, though. I think they're really good friends. It's just. Like you said, there was a lack of communication yeah. uh, on both ends, and then that's kind of where it went downhill. Yeah. And then with Lawrence, oh, I love Lawrence. Oh yeah. I just love Lawrence. Like, <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> no, <do you laughs> no, but uh, what's it called? No, obviously he was like at the start of season one, he was like jobless and a bit bummy and whatever. Mm-hmm. But then he got his life together. Mm. You know, everything's working out for himself. Mm. And yeah, and I just love Issa and Lawrence together. Like, I think their banter is so jokes. 
in terms of the response on whether you'd ask the guy to help with your career, would you or would you not? Behind um, in that situation, I would because like you know I'm struggling and you know that your man can help me. Even if mm. I ask him and he says no, at least I tried. At least you tried. That's yeah. the thing. And I don't mm. think there's harm in asking um, for anything. Yeah, just ask him, yeah. Understand, yeah, I can understand um, what Diodi said. Like, um, no, yeah, about Molly. I can understand Molly's perspective as well. But I think in this instance... I think it's because you guys added well. the she was struggling. If she was like comfortable, I don't know. Maybe I'll be a bit more like, oh, yeah oh but no that's the thing it was it was no it was for it she had a block party she was organizing a block party so like there was a lot of vendors like food mm. people and then she was gonna do like a mini concert kind of thing so she mm. needed an artist like a headliner so oh. molly's boyfriend works in the music industry i think mm. as a not as a lawyer because he, what's he do? I don't know what he does. He works in the music. <laughs> yeah. He works in the music industry, and, he has and he's worked. Yeah. connections. Yeah, and he has connections. So he managed to get or book an artist that um he said he wanted, and yeah, that was oh, that. Yeah, and it was enough. quite easy for him. Yeah, it wasn't like easy for him. Yeah, it wasn't something like a way out of his way that he needed to do. I think he just sent an email. And then they sorted things out, and that was it. Imagine. <laughs> yeah, maybe she's insecure, hence the title, Insecure. Is it called Insecure, right? No. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's called Insecure. But that show is so funny. And like Dioli said, it's so relatable. Like, honestly, I feel like they are in their 20s, but literally all of them are in different parts of their lives. And mm. Yeah, it's just, it's just hilarious. <laughs> I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check it out. Moving yeah, on to the next lighthearted topic. What does everyone think of um, Tiana Taylor's new album? Oh my gosh, Tiana. Tiana Taylor. Tiana Taylor. I think it's good. I think she's so talented and she's so beautiful. But on top of that, I think she's so talented. And yeah, I feel like she deserves this now because she's had a lot mm. of struggles in, in a sense of like a music industry. I mean, the music career, sorry. And I feel like it's her time to shine. Yeah, I didn't realise she's she struggled, you know. I think I watched an interview on Wendy Williams and then she would, Wendy was like, you know, you really only got noticed when Kanye West released, you know, I, I feel the fade, whatever that song is. Um, and then everyone basically noticed, really noticed her for her body at first. And I was like, oh, raw, like Tina Taylor's got a pain body. And then, yeah, I think that's when I started really hearing about her. And yeah, so I'm, I'm really happy yeah. for her as well. I think she's really creative. She can dance. She's versatile. Um, yeah, her album's pretty chill. Yeah, and it's pretty nice. I mean, yeah, it's good vibes. Like, I oh, no, sorry, it. I knew her from um, Sweet Sixteen. You know, Tiana's Sweet Sixteen. You know the MTV show Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah. Was she, on there on that. And she was like, yeah, she was like, she had this tomboy like you know swag, and then she had like even. She had a BMX like rap and stuff in her party because that's what she was into. So I knew oh, wow. from then, and then she released she released Google Me Baby like back then like, when she was still a teenager. Like maybe she was like eighteen. Was, like, Google 19. Me Baby. Yeah. It's like, you better ask somebody better Google Me Baby. Yeah, I knew her from <laughs> then. So like like I didn't know she was like pursuing her music career. Like like you said, maybe until like fade. Um, yeah. But yeah, I knew her from back back then. Oh, yeah, sorry, Julie. What are you gonna say? Yeah, I was just gonna say, um, I haven't heard it, 
but I've heard good things about it. Um, obviously, I listened to her last album, and a lot of people didn't like that one. I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, obviously, it was Kanye West produced. Um, Is that the KTSE S- one? Yeah, yeah, KTSE? that one. Yeah. Yeah, personally, because I didn't listen to it for a time because it was Kanye West produced. And in that period when Kanye West was producing albums, he produced Nas, he produced Tiana, he produced his own. And the other two I didn't like. So I was thinking, Tiana's I'm not going to like. But when I finally listened to it, I enjoyed it. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm very intrigued to listen to this one because I've heard a lot of good things. And obviously, she's I feel like she's in a new chapter of her life um she yeah. obviously come out with that you know video of her showing off you know is it a pregnancy i think yeah. Yeah. yeah i didn't know she was pregnant you know yeah um yeah yeah that caught me by surprise so yeah i'm looking forward to hearing this one um yeah yeah i'm surprised people didn't like her previous album i'm even just looking at it at spotify it had gonna love me mm. rose, yeah, rose in harlem yeah. Yeah, I have good songs. Good, good songs. I think I just love, like, I'm invested in Tayana Taylor and, like, Iman Shermit. Shermit? Okay. Never mind. I feel like like I'm hella invested in their relationship, yeah. I even watched the show that they did. I I feel like... I know what show you're talking about. No, I think you introduced it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I love it's it. Good. So I just feel like everything that they do, I'm just, I'm just hundred percent for it. And I just, it's a low key obsession, right? They're such a cute couple. Low-key. You're just like, oh, yeah. I just with Junie as well, man. I'm so invested. Like, I love it. Now I wish her the best. I think she's gonna get, you know, a lot of positive remarks from it. Hopefully, I don't know. That's the thing about music industry. It's kind of just fluctuates. It just depends on what kind of feels it's yeah. going for. But yeah, then that's about. Oh, those actually, no, we're gonna backtrack. I wanted to talk about the Windrush, but anyway, that's for another day. Then. <laughs> yeah, that's another, another deep topic still. for another day. Yeah, another but, deep yeah. topic. But yeah, that right. was, um, yeah, in memory of Windrush. I think it was a couple of days ago, but yeah, that's quite interesting. Mm. So yeah, I guess that's it from us. Our first ever episode of Hello. Hello. Wow. Waffle. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't know where we were going. That was Hello Waffle. <laughs> that was Hello Waffle if you didn't catch that. <laughs> <laughs> that was, we're trying to do American accents like Hello Waffle. Hello Waffle. Yeah, yeah, that's our first episode. Round of applause for us. Come on. Ooh. But yeah, expect to hear more from us. Um, like Dion said, we just, we just hear to waffles. I like to um, so yeah, I hope you all enjoyed and right. catch us on our next episode.